0: What up? It's me, Randy, big R, higher, coming to you live from OKC. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and associate, Will Scoville in Berkeley. How's it going, hey, Will?
1: I'm good. How are you, Randy?
0: Oh, you know me. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, today... We are, Will. Why don't you go ahead? We're today, we're joined by a guest, Will. Um, take it away
1: today. Um, uh, she's been on Once Before Reviewing, uh, helping us review Rock and Roll High School. She's back today, uh, from San Francisco. It is Christy Ono. Hello, Christy. Hello.
2: Hello, thank you. I'm back. Thank you for
1: having me again. Yeah, welcome thank back you for thank rejoining you. us. Yeah, thank you for, for going on this very long journey with us. Yes,
0: and also, I'll say this movie I like a lot more than the last movie we watched together.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's um,
1: a very different feel, yeah. Very different. Yeah, very different. Hensibly different feel. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, the movie, of course, is uh, The Straight Story. Um,
0: people don't get this through the magic of podcasting. We're recording this one back-to-back, all right? <laughs> so I watched both these movies back-to-back this morning. <laughs> Rock and Roll High School, and then The Straight Story, and it's Father's <laughs> Day, y'all.
1: Yeah, this is i is a did,
0: rough movie. I cried a lot watching this movie. This is I, did, movie I did a good movie though. I did
1: reverse. I did straight story first, and then mm. had the rock and roll high school chaser. So
0: I don't think I could have handled. <laughs> I, it had to be this way. Yeah, it really yeah. did have to be the the way I watched it.
1: Um, so this is a movie that we had mentioned before. This is of course 1999. David Lynch released by Disney and is now currently streaming on Disney Plus. Um Disney movie. It. It's rated G. Rated G, David Lynch. Um, and I will have to say, it is very much a David Lynch movie. It is. Um, and so we had mentioned, Randy, uh, doing this movie before. And then, Christy, you um, had mm-hmm. mentioned that you had just read Dune and then watched mm-hmm. the David Lynch movie.
0: Mm-hmm. And Frank Herbert? Is that who wrote the Dune? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've never... I've never read the novel or seen the movie.
1: Oh yeah, Randy, you're it. I, oh.
0: I understand that Denis Villeneuve, or I'm butchering that man's name, he is making a new Dune movie.
1: So. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. I'm
0: gonna, maybe I'll try to catch up before we get there.
1: You should probably. watch I'll the David Lynch I'll Christian, probably
0: though. just watch the movie and not read the book. <laughs> anyway, oh. without further ado,
1: I have not read the book. Uh, so for I listened to the book
2: and I watched the movie. And um, I would say it's really hard to get the doing from just the movie.
1: Yeah,
2: definitely, we re- listen to the book.
1: Um, it's huge, it's
0: very thick. I am to understand that it takes place on Beetlejuice's world.
1: <laughs> no, it's, that it's, is where, all
0: the, I where, where, think where the tremor worms come from.
2: In the and like when I was listening to it, yeah. When I was, you know, in the 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 theater of the imagination, <laughs> listening to this book, I totally pictured the the Beetlejuice sandworms. It's like, why wouldn't it be?
0: <laughs> yeah, The Dark Tower. It being part of the Dark Tower universe is a ripoff of Beetlejuice being part of the Dune universe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um,
0: so, why'd you pick this movie?
1: Uh, well, Randy, because um, you and I had talked about it. Uh, Christy had... Oh, you
0: picked movie. this movie.
1: I picked this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: When do I get to pick a movie?
1: You get to pick the next two, dude.
0: <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, Jeez.
1: So oh, We've got episodes backlogged, so
0: Will can play trickery of the mind, and yeah. we'll, we'll see if I actually do get to pick in the next two movies.
1: Um, so, uh, Christy, I had asked if you'd seen any other David Lynch movies, and you said you had not really seen any. Um, so I figured... It would be interesting to start you off, kind of, with David Lynch on the Straight mm-hmm. Story, which he made very much after um, a lot of his most famous movies. Um, but you know, by no means is his career over, and he's done plenty since. Um, but it is a a big turn for him, while also remaining a very much a David Lynch movie. Um, and so, still, you have not seen anything beyond Dune in this, right?
2: That, that is correct. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> that, I, that I'm aware of. I know. I mean, you watched
1: I... the two
0: wild card movies. Yeah, and mm-hmm. which was the trilogy of wild card movies.
1: Yeah, that's
2: okay. That's I'm just gonna watch that next, just so I have like a totally skewed perspective on yes. David Yes,
1: those are his three like um, kind of. Uh, oh, I had a word for it. Kind of, you know, mainstream. Like he's like, yeah, I can do a mainstream movie here. And he kind of does that, whether or not you like Dune or not.
2: Okay.
1: Um, it's still him like, yeah, if you give me a budget, I'll, I'll make you a movie. Um, and then this, I feel, is kind of the same thing. He's like, if you give me a low budget, I'll still make you a movie. Um, and so uh, before we kind of get into it too much, um, Christy, what were your initial thoughts of this movie?
2: Um, I will say that when I first pulled it up on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, this kind of looks like a bar. I don't want to watch it right now. Um, but (laughs) I definitely, uh, went through it and it was this huge tone shift again from rock and roll high school, but I enjoyed it. It was really interesting. It was a lot of that, um, like the, the subtext is the story and like Mm. the, the unfolding of like information. And, like, like the, the backstory was, like, very interesting and very, what, what's-his-name, Chekhov-ish, where it's, like, mm-hmm. it's all about what's not said and, and those kind of things. Um, and so, it, like, I really enjoyed that, and that was cool.
1: Yeah, and, and um, I saw this movie in the theater with my parents. What, um, really? Yeah, my mom insisted because she's, like um, – I get a lot of the, my movie stuff from my mom. Um, she was always the one seeking out different shit, and so That's um, That's she's cool, the one who actually, like, first told me about this. I hadn't read about it yet, and I'm like, okay, yeah. And so she like she dragged the whole family out to go see it. Even
0: uh, little Sam,
1: yeah, Sam was there. Um, this is '99. <laughs> he was.
0: I'm just I'm, Sam is and me are like the same age.
1: I know. Yeah, I'm
0: just like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, like fucking with Sam. I hope this is this podcast. I'm also friends with Will's brother, Sam. Yeah, because
1: you all live in the same city. And he took my place when I moved. <laughs> Although he was around. <laughs> anyway. Um, I love getting this view into Will's
2: <laughs> Oklahoma City life, too. This is really neat.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, so... Uh, yeah, this is one, it follows the uh, story of Alvin Strait, who is a dying uh, old man uh, living with his daughter who's got some issues mentally. and
0: Well, mentally disabled. Yeah. Up the correct way to say, say it.
1: So she can... Potentially do things like have a job and stuff. Um, What
0: is it about rule dramas from the 90s that features a character who is developmentally disabled? I don't know. You have a box Um, set, a trilogy box set. What's he eating Gilbert Grape, Sling mm -hmm. Blade, and this movie? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But, like, Sissy Spacek's character (laughs) as his daughter is very, like, high-functioning. Like, I think she can drive. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: She's, like, autistic or something. Yeah. because he explains the whole, he's like her mind's like a steel trap, or oh,
1: for like facts and organizing. So yeah, she's basically autistic, and the, and they don't talk about it too much. And they don't really talk about a lot of things in this movie. Um, but it, there is a way that she that she talks that's very distinct. Um, and then kind of weird.
0: It won me over ultimately, but it was kind of weird at first.
1: It is a Lynchian thing um, to have that kind of character trait. Um, and then, so, uh, yeah, uh, Alvin straight lives with his daughter. He gets uh, a phone call, uh, that his brother who lives like a couple states away has had a stroke and he needs to go visit him. Um, so I don't think his daughter can drive that far. He definitely cannot. Um, he doesn't like taking the bus, so he decides to hitch a trailer to his lawnmower, his riding lawnmower, and drive himself, uh, across, like, three states, um, to visit his brother. And that's what he does. And he drives across three states, and we follow it's him along. a slow
0: motion road movie.
1: Yep. Um... <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, it is a road movie, and it's. it made me think... his Lynch's movie right before this is Lost Highway. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. Yeah. Like, Lost Highway is kind of... I mean, it seemed at the time to be the most Lynch thing you're ever going to get until we... I mean, we had never dreamed Inland Empire would happen, and then Twin Peaks, The Return, you know, where it's just like the volume... You just keep yeah cranked and cranked. But Lost Highway is a insane fractured vision of yeah. you know, like I mean, it's a very weird movie. And then <laughs> that he made and, and but it iconically features this shots of darkness. It's like just like the highway and like it's like the the yellow strip. Yeah. You know, just like and the same, comp- I mean, one of the big things about this movie that made it so Lynch is that Angelo Badalamente is still the composer. So all yeah. of the score is, it's like, so, it's so familiar to you. And like the opening scene where he falls and the way they show him, like with the, they focus on the woman, and they go just to the side of the house and you hear him fall. And then they go back. That was so like the beginning of Blue Velvet. Or right. Something like that, you know? I mean, this felt like it takes place in the same universe as mm-hmm. Blue Velvet and Lost Highway and all the the class because we were talking about earlier how like you've seen Dune, you've seen this movie, and now you should watch Elephant Man, you've seen The Outliers. And the other movies all kind of they he never says they do, but they feel like they exist in his weird dream logic universe. You know where like they all share a similar tone, and like right. Lost Highway, Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart. You know, and the England Empire. Yeah. So, but this movie, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of blew my mind. I I really liked it. Ultimately, I uh, my stock answer for what my favorite Lynch movie is is Wild at Heart because that's that's like my the perfect tuning of him. You know, like. I feel like it's just wild enough you know but like he hasn't like it's not off the rails you know where he's not kind of just like testing me for no reason you know and like there's probably no real answer to the question he's posing you know where I think he begins with Lost Highway and ultimately verges into with like Mulholland Drive and then uh Inland Empire which is like have you seen Inland Empire either I've uh, not seen have, that one Christy you haven't seen I think I seen, might have seen this Mulholland. and Dune
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes Drives is, is a very accessible one um, it is okay
0: it's, it's one not a that huge, a lot scene. I'm not huge into that one to be
2: that one honest. again was probably in the background during a movie when there was a lot of this and a lot of this. So yeah, yeah, I don't know how oh, yeah. present I was for
1: it. But I, I, wouldn't consider that a party movie at all. Um, I don't know. I don't but, know. <laughs> Listen, I mean, my friends one. play weird things. Yeah, in, yeah.
0: I mean, in, it's a movie that, like at the time, it was a very hip, cool movie. It got thrown on. Like I think when I was hanging out. Uh, my girlfriend and I think, high school, maybe, my senior years when that movie came out. I think I think that, yeah, my girlfriend... One of, I, I dated a girl that was really into that movie. We just ended up watching it like a bunch of times. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I watched it at a friend's house, too, because it was just like a cool movie. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I feel like I've been disparaging... I love Lost Highway. Like, Lost Highway, the scene where Robert, murderer Robert... <laughs> the dude who <laughs> murdered his wife, Robert Blake when he in white face at the party goes up to bill pullman and is like i'm at your house or what yeah. it's like it's like this insane scene and he calls him and he's like la he like he's he answers the phone at his house it's just like that to me is one of the most iconic that was the trailer too for the yeah. movie But when it happened i mean it is it they were wise to use it i think that to me is one of the best things that's ever happened in a movie maybe. yeah you know like <laughs> it's it's just insane. I love it. You know, it is, it is I think Lost Wild. Highway is an extreme and a masterpiece. I would actually love to do Lost Highway on this. We should, yeah. Oh. Lost Highway is one of the best soundtracks of all
1: time. Yeah, I had that soundtrack in high. I
0: years. mean, it has "I" by the Smashing Pumpkins. One of the best Smashing Pumpkins songs I ever. I
2: love that song. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's from Lost Highway.
2: That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. I I think I've heard parts of the the soundtrack, and I was just like. <laughs> I remember that being a very—I don't
1: know—it was a big deal. Yeah, it, it was a big that, deal when it came out. That soundtrack also had like a Nine Inch Nails song on it. It uh, had Perfect mm-hmm. Drug on it, is what. Yeah.
0: Perfect Drug is from that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, um, I feel like Lou Reed does this Magic Moment or something. Like it has like some weird, cool stuff. But it's just like a great track. Yeah. Soundtrack, a, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, but, um.
1: With this though, and me having seen not all David Lynch, but you know, um a good chunk of it. I've seen all of um Twin Peaks. Um I've seen Eraserhead. A Racerhead is actually my my favorite. Um it's not the only David, it's not the best one by any means. It's just my favorite. Um
0: I do always love the when the first attempt is like a home run. Yeah, and know? it just
1: he he just had this yeah. really clear vision, and you know if he. It's, had great, had that, it's a great, had great
0: movie, it. dude. It's a beautiful, yeah. lo-fi horror vision. You know, it, Un, it, unparalleled, really, honestly. The sound, it's like the sound design in Eraserhead is like. It's Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed, dude. Right. It's fucking insane, dude.
1: Which is also interesting because I was watching the credits of the straight story and saw that like David Lynch is credited as the sound designer for the straight story. So his kind of um you know, he, he usually does have something to do with some other part of the production of the movie. In Lost Highway, he created a lot of the furniture in the house um at his home shop like he of course he's interesting he's like a <laughs> um and so he's he's kind of like this multi-talented guy and so doing this it really um strips out it, it's very much like a david lynch movie where if you watch something like blue velvet you understand how sincerely he treats all of this stuff that kind of exists outside of the mystery of say twin peaks or or blue velvet and so there's a lot of really corny stuff that is happening in a lot of his work in a weird way that people talk like they do in this movie um but it you you wonder if he's kind of being doing that ironically in his other work and i think he is really treating it sincerely uh and this he doesn't linger on a a lot of like dialogue um he kind of lets people talk very plainly and simply and not necessarily gush with a long monologue or anything. Um, and he kind of lets silence kind of draw out and understanding be understood by the audience uh, between two characters. I like that about it. And I like that, you know, watching this and understanding that, you can then take that away to his other movies and see how he applies that to a much more of like a horror mystery suspense genre and kind of captures that same emotion and, and connection between characters. Cool. You know. Yeah. Okay.
0: This was like an extremely patient movie, you know. I it had a zen like quality that reminded me sort of of Northern Exposure. I mean, I don't want to get too much into our recommendations, but <laughs> Northern Exposure, the TV show, did you guys watch that show? I watched that show, yeah, that's one of the best shows ever made. It's a crazy show, like, you'll watch it now. There's moments in that show that'll blow your mind. It's like this was on NBC or whatever that show aired on, and yeah, it was. My fucking grandparents watched it, and they're like, "Yeah, this is good." And it's like, "Hey, you guys have no idea where we're headed," you know. And we this is like, <laughs> "This is such like a treasure," you know. But it reminded me of that, and it reminded me of another movie. I'm not going to spoil all my recs. I've said some, but I'm going to come back to them. But it reminded me a lot of Harry and Tonto. Have i haven't seen, seen that, that one. movie no the um, movie with art carney yeah it's about an old man and a cat and they take a cross country road trip and it's it's just like a beautiful it's just a beautiful movie you know it's sort yeah. of it's real similar to this in a, in a lot of ways but different in other ways too
1: um yeah, and I and I want to mention kind of also a lot of this story is told, you know, because he, he's apparently on the road for quite a long time. There's one point where mm-hmm. his, I think this is the scene after uh, his the belt breaks on his uh, lawnmower and he kind of goes down that hill. And it's a, it's a great scene because, like, the camera is, like, shaking and stuff. And then they're also, the fire department is practicing putting out a fire in this, like, burning house. Mm-hmm. And he had
0: just told that story. Yeah. Yeah. And so we know that that's yeah, and so, interesting him. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so like, um, he mentions to them that he's been on the road. He had already been on the road for five weeks, uh, tugging that mm-hmm. trailer. And I, and I had forgotten that part of it, like how long it took him to kind of make that whole trip. Um, and so that gives him a lot of time to kind of like meet a lot of people and mm-hmm. really take, take his time in who he gets to talk to, uh, about all these things um so yeah there's just like kind of a parade of people he meets very briefly um including like a young mother-to-be single Mm mom-to-be yeah um and he kind of like spits out these little moments of wisdom which are very simple and he doesn't expound on those like too much Mm -hmm. um but yeah go ahead christy
2: Yeah. I was going to say when he is at the camp with the, the cyclists uh, and he's like talking to those two guys and one of them asks like, what's the worst part of being old? And he's, and he says, "Remembering when you were young and I was like, gross, yeah. that's like too much. Like, yeah. Please don't, Yeah. Um, but it was very cool. Um. Yeah. It was such a very thoughtful movie. I also, like, when when he said it took him five weeks, I, like, Google mapped, like, the miles from Iowa to, like, where was it, Mount Zion in Wisconsin? Yeah.
1: It shouldn't take that long. On a riding mower, I don't know.
2: I know, but it was, like, walking is supposed to take, like, five days. Oh, really? Yeah. I put it, like, even in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, like, the farthest point I could find easily in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, right on the border, right? And so then even from there, it's, like, six days. Huh. So I was, like, what What, what kind of, hmm. like... I, I did pull up the maps, and it did show pictures. He is, like, walking like, with like, canes like, and stuff. And yeah. I feel Only like I could walk. Hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, so... But, yeah, I don't know. I was, like, five weeks. Yeah, that's a long time, dude.
1: I also assumed
2: he stopped a lot. Yeah. Maybe like some time in the yeah. barn for the storm. Like that was days? Mm, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to be generous with this guy. Um, <laughs> Five weeks is a lot.
1: I do want to mention uh, the actor who plays Alvin Strait in this movie, Richard Farnsworth. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, not to bring it down. I'm sorry, everyone, but no, he was no.
0: I was gonna talk about this too. Go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, he was dying oh, while well, while it was this was being shot. He uh oh no, he did have cancer.
0: <laughs> um, he had bone cancer, and that's like he wasn't supposed to be like crippled. Yeah, they had to just have that in the movie because he had to like actually walk with those canes. Yeah. Oh whoa. And then he commits suicide a year later.
1: Yeah. Because Of the cancer, yeah,
0: because but of the pain, yeah.
1: In between he that,
0: he's like old as hell, yeah, he's like 80 or something.
2: In between, yeah, I mean, that, at that point, quality
1: of life, right? Sorry,
0: yeah, was, no, I I don't stand against his opinion in any way,
1: yeah. Well, he was nominated for for a best actor, uh, Oscar for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, still, I, I think won. to this day, still the, the oldest to ever be nominated, uh. For that uh, award, Um, which is uh, something—I mean, he really—fuck yeah, yeah. he got the job done in this movie. (laughs) He's
0: no—he was the—he was the best actor of this year. I don't know what year was this—ninety-eight? Who actually won? And
1: I don't remember that. I remember watching
0: for ransom. (laughs) No, that's that's not actually the answer. That'd be funny if it was, but um it was amazing i i found his performance to be i mean the movie didn't work without him being as good as he is in that movie
1: yeah Mm -hmm. um well cool so why don't we go ahead and uh take a break and then we'll uh, come back with our ratings and recommendations
0: Hi, I'm Jacob.
2: And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver?
0: Is it good to be the dog's dinner?
2: Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle?
0: For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms.
2: We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format.
0: So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means Goodbye.
2: And follow us on social media at
1: SubDocPodcast. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon landscape. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones.
2: I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time.
1: The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in
2: bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week,
1: Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. And we are back and it is time, Randy, for our big roundup where we're gonna do the ratings and recommendations. <laughs>
0: did uh, we even talk about what the movie is about? We did, about how he was driving to, to
1: Yeah, to, to visit his uh to visit his brother after a stroke. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. I just I have like a whole bunch of things that I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. About. I didn't get to any of them. Go like go for it. Well, this movie just is comprised of a bunch of different scenes. You know, like and it's weird that on the I read that on the DVD Lynch declined for them to have like chapters. She was like, I want people to watch this as a full movie or nothing. But it's like it's so episodic, it's like, why?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean that's how he does yeah. all of his movies though. I mean, but nobody nobody's just gonna skip
0: to a scene, and if they do, why not? make it easy for them can you hear this mower going on right now no it seems like i'm in texas chainsaw massacre right Mm now it's it's just a lot of (laughs) shit it's like (laughs) my window wow oh my god anyway (laughs) um i thought the scene where he was talking to the old man and he's like let me buy that grabber or whatever and he's like well I mean, I have to, but it will take me, like, two weeks to get... In. It was just, like... That was so funny, like, to me. I was mm-hmm. rolling when that yeah. happened.
1: What uh, you gonna use that grabber for, Alvin? Grab yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. And he's, like, grab it.
0: And then, dude, keeps. he's, like, why are you being so nosy? And she, it's just, like, it's funny, man. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. the way the old men are interacting with each other is great. And, uh, um... The scene where he talks, he tells this girl who's running away from home because she's pregnant, he tells her the story about his daughter, who's says he's basic, who's we've seen before, and it's revealed that she had had kids, and her house caught on fire, even though she wasn't like, it's not her fault, but she's like, because of the way she is, they took her kids away and shit, and it's just like, that part, and it just shows her looking out the window, she's like, she thinks about that every day, like, the way he delivers that monologue and shit was just like, so fucking, I don't know that. That was man. That was a crazy part in the movie. I mean, I just can't you talking about him not winning best actor for the yeah. movie. It's like, mm-hmm. man, what that scene alone. It's like, who did better than that? You know? <laughs> and then the part where the lady hits the deer. Yeah. Her monologue. I related to that lady's anger and frustration so much where she's just like this is the 13th deer i hit but i have to drive here for my yeah. job i have to drive back and i have no other choice and it's just like he's dead and i love deer and she gets in her car and drives away and her car is like total too it's like mm-hmm. yeah that part was that part was amazing that was a very lynch kind of moment i guess and like a way to show pain in a G-rated way, but in a very relatable way mm. to me as a 35-year-old man <laughs> who struggles in the world. I was like, wow, this lady and me, I understand. I understand you, you know, this deer mm. situation. This sucks.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't come up again at all. Um, It just kind of like, it it just passes. happens. There's, there's no resolution of it. She drives and off.
0: And then he meets, yeah, his... Uh, when he his mower goes down that hill and it's all scary and shit, this family happens to be there and they bring yeah. him in and they're like saints. Yeah. They help him out. And that old man and him go and have like a very Peanuts, like Snoopy telling war stories moment. And that part was like heavy and intense too. Richard yeah. Farnworth reveals that he killed... He like a man in his infantry through friendly fire, and like yep. he never told anyone about it. It's like fuck. Yep. But the way he he tells it, it's just like fuck. It's beautiful, you know. Yeah. Like, damn, it was good. Um. So I just wanted to bring all that shit up because I love this movie, and I'm about to rate it high as we go <laughs> to <laughs> the big roundup.
1: Big roundup. Okay. <laughs> so With <what's> that. <laughs> we're going into the big roundup uh part that
0: did make me laugh when he told that bundle stick story which is like the fucking also the fascism fable yeah that's like the the fascism story too or whatever they're like bundle sticks but then she leaves him an actual bundle of sticks in the morning i was like that's so (laughs) fucking stupid i can't believe that that happened in the middle of (laughs) anyway will go ahead
1: let's go into the big roundup uh, we're going to first rate this movie. Christy, this is your first time seeing this movie. What do you rate the straight yeah.
2: Um. So I'm going to also give it four stars.
1: <laughs> four out of five stars.
2: I Yeah, four out of five stars because, again, this is my personal rating for movies that um, make me feel things when I don't want to. So it was very good. It was very affecting and very good, but I'd really prefer not to feel feelings. So I'm going to (laughs) whiffle that star because I'm a shitty person sometimes. (laughs) Very good. But I really enjoyed it. I really did.
1: Very good. Randy, what do you give this one?
0: I will give this the distinguished rating of... Five out of five stars.
1: Five big ones.
0: I love this movie. <laughs> Her leaving the bundle of sticks was very dumb. They should not have put that in the movie at all. But if I could cut that image out, damn it, should I bump it down to four and a half? That is a fucking just like a little you gonna tiny of Are going to change your mind again of on us, right? Like... I did do that on the last movie. <laughs> nope, I'm a hold strong. If I have wild at heart at five stars, I feel like my heart can allow the straight story also to rest at a five star rating. It's just a beautiful movie. If not only to, we didn't even talk about this part. He finally gets to his brother's house. Who plays his brother but Harry Dean Stanton. And he tells that story. Okay, there's like a scene earlier. A couple scenes of them just looking at the stars, and it's like this beautiful kind of why like, it's probably computer generated because it seems like the stars kind of like move or something. But it's just like this beautiful widescreen image of the stars, and it shows him watching the stars. And then towards the end of the movie, he tells this story about how he and his brother in the summer, like they lived in Minnesota, and they would savor the summer because, you know, it was cold nine months out of the year or whatever and watch the stars and like, that's all he wanted to do. And so at the end of the movie, when he gets there and it's hurting dude, it's just like like, <laughs> and then the movie ends so beautifully. It's one of the best endings I've ever, one of the best, I, a winner's bone comes to mind as like a best end, end of the movie line but this i don't know um this is just like he looks over at the rig that he drove there on he's like you drove that thing this whole way to talk to me
1: yeah, yeah. that's it and then you don't really that's have to it, say that's anything the else
0: credits and then yeah the stars and
1: that's the end of the movie all right, so five, five stars. Five stars from Randy. I <laughs> am um, going to also give this uh, four stars. Um, I like this quite a bit, and as someone who's a fan of Lynch, I rate this pretty highly in his in his uh, uh, filmography, um, simply because it has all the hallmarks of a David Lynch movie, including lightning on the face. Um, electricity
0: on the face
1: yeah you know where they're watching a thunderstorm and there's like that flash of blue light
0: oh shit is that a trademark
1: that is a trademark um he uses that in probably i think uh lost highway definitely in in twin peaks um and Mulholland drive um and so this kind of like electrical flash is something uh, that he's used for a long time. Uh, the way he kind of structures dialogue is very similar. The way he has characters interact is also very similar. Um, so oh,
0: yeah, it feels in the same universe almost. It does. Yeah, it has like Blue Velvet and stuff like that. Except nothing bad happens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and do some recommendations. If you got any, Randy or Christy, do you have any? Anything that you'd uh, recommend based on this movie? I
2: do not have any recommendations, but I will be taking recommendations from this (laughs) conversation that we've had in general about David Lynch movies. I am going to round out this, you know, uh, off the beaten path trilogy with, did you say it was Elephant Man? Yeah. Like, I am going to watch that. Um, I wanted to- Watch that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you got hung up there, Randy. Me? Am yeah. I here? Yeah, you're here. Can you hear me?
0: All right. We're having connection issues today <laughs> on um, CRM.
1: Yeah, Christy, I'm I'm really interested to see you kind of, if you like to explore David Lynch a little bit more, mm-hmm. especially going that route of, of seeing his more conventional stuff, uh, which he's only done a little bit of, and then kind of dip your toe into... Mm-hmm. What people think of as David Lynch, and um, yeah. see what you think, um, and how no. you take that. So, I'm
2: going to Elephant Man, Mulholland Drive, because I'm pretty sure I watched it. Yeah. And then I've always wanted to go into Twin Peaks, so I'm going to do Twin Peaks. So Twin Peaks it's
1: fun. Yeah. Um,
2: Anyone wants to join me? I'll be recommending these things to myself.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I could do another. I could do another rewatch. So if you need someone to like holler at about it. Yeah, That's I'll special. definitely be reaching out because I've them. also read The Diary of Laura Palmer, which is a tie in book. Um,
0: Jesus Christ, really?
1: I <laughs> got yeah, 100 pages, dude. Come on,
0: <laughs> the movie. I I mean, whatever. Watch Twin Peaks is good up until mm. a point, in my opinion. And did you watch the movie Firewalk with Me. I did not watch The Return, I, Turn us- I'll watch it someday,
1: dude. It, it, it closes I mean, it out. I just
0: don't I don't have all the time in the world. You know, I have plenty of things to watch and other things. Like for instance, I had never seen the straight story in Souls a day, and I turned out I gave it a flawless victory rating, <laughs> even though it had ridiculous symbolism, you know, about 45 minutes in with the bundle of sticks. Uh, so my recommendations, I mean, Lynch, you know, it's like watch Alpha Man. I mean, that's that is funny to watch like the three outliers and then like Blue Velvet, Wild Up Heart, Washed Highway, Mahalo Drive. That's kind of like the heavy hitting shit, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and Eraserhead. Eraserhead, yeah. Will would agree with me. And that all, yeah. that's all, all the shit that feels kind of like of a piece. And then Twin Peaks is also part of that for sure. Yeah. for sure. And would- Fire Walk With Me. Is part of that too although i just power Walk, This is a very infuriating movie to me
1: but yeah um yeah i i would say you know kind of going on since i'm a lynch fan just um i think um element man and then uh yeah uh maholland drive is also it it's very accessible but it's also very lynch um and then kind of like going down the line, I would save a eraser head for one of the last ones because it's like Yeah,
0: I mean Blue Velvet is like I think the one probably it's also one that's know.
1: a little bit accessible. Blue
0: Velvet's a, a very good movie.
1: And hey, Christy for for, for, for context oh, sorry, on that, he did he did the Elephant Man, he did Dune, and then he did Blue Velvet. Um, oh, uh-huh. and so kind of having that in mind of like that's the order in which those things came out. How those changed, how his filmmaking changed, and the storytelling changed uh, throughout that time. So,
0: but in terms of the straight story and movies that feel like the straight story, this felt very in line with a, a certain kind of subgenre that I'd call. I wouldn't just call like rural gothic or something. Like I, I don't know. I mean, could you can say southern gothic? But this isn't the south. No. But it's all about rural, rural. like living and stuff like that prairie gothic yeah okay fair enough great plains yeah something like that like but there's a lot of movies like this in the late 90s the mid to late 90s and i love a lot of them like what's eating over Grape, i mentioned earlier another movie featuring somebody who is developmentally disabled and see a big part of like What took me out of it is like, I know Sissy Spacek, you know, and even in 99, if I were to watch this, I know Sissy Spacek. But when Once You Done Gilbert Grape came out, nobody knew who Leonardo DiCaprio was, unless Mm -hmm. you've seen like Critters 4 or 3 or whichever Critters or, you know, like Family Ties or whatever show he was in, you know. So like that performance was so believable that a lot of people thought when they were surprised and they saw leonardo dicaprio in romeo and juliet and titanic later it's like what you know like so that movie and then sling blade is another movie that also similarly and i think that's a better portrayal of that by an actor who is not as such you know mm-hmm. disabled but i love both those movies what's eating over great in sling blade and i would recommend fans of The Straight Story to check those movies out if you haven't seen them. And then James Mangold's Heavy is also a pretty good movie. And also Pow wow Highway, I'm going to shout out to, is another movie about going on the road and, you know, I don't know. I loved when he got to the house, Harry and Stanton lived in like a shack. Yeah, Like, do people live in this house? I, I love that. I just love, I love, I loved, I loved everything about this movie, except that bundle stick <laughs> thing. <laughs> One second, you cut out of the movie. Well, great. It's just gone. It's like, I'm an adult. I understand what happened. Anyway. <laughs> Very good.
1: Well, great. Uh, thanks so much. Um, as we wrap this up, Christy, do you got anything you want to plug before we go?
2: Yeah. I will plug Mental Health Comedy Hour. It is... Uh, a comedy show styled after a late night talk show, we interview professionals, so we do get to talk to therapists, and we have a bunch of comics talking about their mental health. That is uh, myself and Wonder Dave, um, and we're both on Nerd Rage and the Great Debates with Willie Scoville uh, on other podcast lands. So yeah, that's go check those out.
1: Wonderful. Randy, what do you got? What's going on? He's frozen. Oh, there you are.
0: <laughs> My gun. I'm back. You're back, Randy. What you got? Your plug and stuff. My connection is mad unstable right now. I just want to say, um, I have music out there. Randy rules. Chat pile. Um, whatever. But mainly, um, you know. I don't know. Just find out what you can do to like donate or get involved in protests. I'm not exactly sure when this episode will be coming out. Yeah. But I imagine we will still be protesting, um, you know, police brutality and stuff. We will still be trying to like get the police defunded and all that fun stuff, you know. And I just want to say Black Lives Matter and, you know, find out what you can do for that movement. And that's all I want to say as far as plugging anything but yeah cool big r (laughs) i don't know (laughs) sorry guys i'm there were two episodes deep i'm like a little bit drunk and just like i need to go walk the dogs like super hot in my house no worries
1: um so and that uh we'll be back again next. weird way to end the episode i'm sorry guys that Uh, dog will be walked by next episode i promise um so uh Uh, check us out subscribe uh, tell your friends uh, let us know if there's anything Uh, catch us on social media you can find it in the show notes and we will be back next week with another movie